Benny Bloss, Team Tedder joining us here in the Freak Nation. And uh, Benny Bloss fell off the damn map. He wrecked in a crash or at a practice crash. And then we hadn't we hadn't seen him for a number of races, but he's back on the bike for St. Louis. And Benny, when you crash in practice, is that kind of like a, you know, a human being like me where I break my arm by, you know, maybe just slipping on the ice versus getting in a fight? You know, you want a good story. Oh, I kicked this guy's ass, but I broke my arm. Ah, Benny, you, you crashed in practice. Is that is that kind of the same thing? Honestly, kind of. Um, <laughs> it's people are like, oh, you race dirt bikes. So is that how you crash? Well, eh, yeah, kind of, but not really. Um, <laughs> you definitely want a good story and it's never a good story. So it's a little frustrating. not going to lie. So who makes that call to sponsors and Supercross? Do they say, well, Benny's not going to make it. We got to find another rider. We know who the rider was. Do you make that call? Does your manager, does your team, who makes that call? Um, so the team manager was actually with me the day that I crashed. And so oh. he went to the hospital with me. Um, so he makes all those calls. Um, in the past, it's kind of been a certain teams like we'll have you reach out to some people, the team reach out to other people. Um, but they, the team reached out to all the sponsors and I actually reached out to a good bit of sponsors as well to tell them and um, wasn't super active on social media, sharing updates and stuff, which is my fault, but um, kind of the team tries to do most of that. I would say. However, is there, I mean, nothing is fun about not being able to do your job, especially when you love your job of racing dirt bikes. But was there a little bit of satisfaction being able to see the season unfold and get you even more hyped up to be able to come back and say, I'm ready now to, I know who I need to go put a whooping on. Kind of, I guess. Uh, honestly, it was mostly just frustrating. Oh. I've been a part of a lot of supercross seasons, but I think this is my sixth or seventh year. Um, and watching the 450 class, it was like, it seemed like a lot of guys got hurt more than normal. And so the class was kind of thinning out, which was frustrating for me. Cause it's like, you know, that's just another place. It's unfortunate, but it's another place better that you could do. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of frustrating to watch it. And it's just so hard to watch the races and not be <laughs> able to, to race. Like it's, so I'm living in California and the first five races are in California. So I was oh. going to them and it's just like, I would leave, I would watch practice and then I would go back home for the night show and watch it at home. And it's just, just like being there is so hard to watch and see all your friends that are racing and riding. And it's just, it makes it difficult. What were you able to learn though? I mean, what were you able to gather through the frustration that you can apply now for the rest of your season with your competition? Uh, I was, that's one of the positives is you can, you can watch everything, see how everything unfolds. You can take and learn from stuff. I watched a lot of the practices and races with my trainer, Davey Millsaps, and we were kind of able to, he was able to point out like what I do compared to what some of the better guys do and like what we can work on in the future. And it's just cool to be able to see, especially when you're there to be able to see what the top guys are doing and then try to apply it to what you do. Once you come back, um, it's hard though. Now, hold on. I know Statman's got a couple questions. You brought up Davey Millsaps and didn't I see somewhere that 
you love doing wind sprints with him. You love running with him, right? <laughs> I, I think I told somebody about it. And then I saw that in the post. I was like, oh, yeah. Brings back great <laughs> memories. <laughs> Thankfully, right now I can't run, so I don't have to worry about doing those. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, those I think were some of my least favorite in track in high school. Oh, wind yeah. sprints. Wind sprints. Oof. Yeah, Benny Bloss, Supercross rider. Uh, this is an unfair question. I'm warning you ahead of time, but the media does that sometimes. I would, in doing the research, you're coming back from an injury, a collarbone, I believe. And I was looking at the list of guys that are out or coming back. And is that Supercross? And is that fair for a sport to be? just spit out the people that are partake in it so easily. The injuries are, I hadn't noticed that before. We've been following Supercross for more than 20 years. Yeah. It seems like this year has been harder on guys. Um, a lot of guys have crashed at the races. I don't know if it's just the tracks are getting tougher. It's the guys are getting faster. So it's, um, you know, ups the intensity of everything, but, it definitely seems like there's been more injuries for me. It was a practice crash before the season. So, um, it's just a really gnarly sport and tough. And, um, it's just a part of it. Unfortunately, does that add a level of, I don't know. I, I can't think of the word right now, but a level of unsureness about the thing when, when guys can, uh, be taken out just from the sport because it is so fast and it seems like they're building these tracks to to take you out is that is that just a bad observation am i doing something wrong i honestly just for me it's almost kind of like brings excitement to it because it's like you have to be especially supercross you have to be so focused on what you're doing because just the smallest little mistake could be huge and so it kind of provides challenge especially when the tracks are tougher and more dangerous it's it challenges you to be more mentally focused on what you're doing try to be the best you can be but you know there is a certain level where you have to maybe sometimes back it down but um i think it adds excitement to it and i think fans kind of get that as well well, who started? I'm sorry, Statman, I'm cutting you off for a reason. Who started the debate, I think, a couple of weeks ago on social media saying or campaigning to slow these bikes down? And are you in agreement with that? I don't know who started it, but <laughs> and I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's really the fix because, well, number one, I don't think anybody in the industry would actually do that. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 hard because it's like the easier tracks are usually where guys crash more because the intensity is higher because everything's so simple. Everyone's closer together. So it's like, you have to push that much harder just to get like that extra little bit of time. Um, whereas almost if the track is more technical, it seems like guys crash more, which is or crash less, which is weird, but I really don't know how you fix it. To be honest, I don't think, that you really can. Um, it's kind of a weird situation. I know that we were the, the speed freaks 
were in Las Vegas several years ago at the big final there, and we were trackside uh, and where the guys were coming into the stadium, into the whoops. And I always thought of Supercross as being highly technical and great skill, but the speed of the bikes was <laughs> I, I looked at Kenny and I said, <laughs> I, it, you, you can't believe how fast these guys are going until you get trackside. Um, and you're saying that the the uh, technical tracks, it seems like the guys get injured less. And is, that, is that something that the speed adds to the chances that maybe the rider will take in order to get to the front and win? I think so. And Vegas especially is it's different than most places because you go out of the stadium and you come back in. But I will agree that we probably go a little too fast there. Um, obviously, we haven't raced there in a few years. But, I mean, there were some years where you're fourth, fifth gear wide open on a 450, which is very, very fast. Heading into like a rhythm section or a sand roller section. And I'm not a fan of that, to be honest. Um but it's just kind of part of it. But the track, I don't, the <laughs> debate on what, where a guy's going to get hurt more, hurt less. Mm. It's, it's hard really. They don't, there's not much that they can control over it. I would say. Freak nation. His name is Benny Blah, supercross pilot returning to supercross in St. Louis this weekend, Lucas oil studios and Benny, Jimmy Button, we've, we've known him when he rode and then, of course, with the injury and so forth. But one of the things that he talked about back in the day was him being so slender and tall, he had to ride the bike, at least back then, much different than uh, shorter riders. And that's obvious. But with the technical buildup of these bikes and where they are now, do you find yourself being, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, going, look, guys, I, I've either got an advantage or a disadvantage being so damn tall? Yeah, it definitely has advantages and disadvantages. Um, honestly, I think my biggest disadvantage is my weight compared to the shorter guys. It's hmm. really hard for me to compete like on starts, let's say, when I'm 190 pounds and I'm on the same speed bike as a guy who's 145 pounds or 150 pounds. It's just, it's really hard to compete with that. Um but then I have advantages, like let's say the whoops, I have such long legs. It gives me, if my bike kind of goes wrong, a lot easier for me to get it back to normal. Hmm. Um, like roller sections, there's just certain sections on the track that I feel like I can get through easier and better. And then other sections where it's kind of harder for me. Um, I think mud as well is an advantage because I have such long legs. If, if I'm starting to go down, I just put my leg down and keep myself up. Um, <laughs> I've had really good mud races in the past, and I've also had really, really bad mud races in the past. So um, I'm not a person to argue one way or the other for there, but definitely has advantages and disadvantages. No, I could certainly see that. I, I've ridden myself, but then I couldn't imagine being six five, a buck ninety on a bike. I'm six foot, a buck ninety five. So uh, that's a that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> but w when you talk about your your the weight on the bike, has there ever been discussion 
on uh, up, up, on bikes applying weight to meet a certain weight, or is it, hmm. or is that even part of the conversation? I don't think that's ever really been a discussion. Not that I've ever heard it. Because I, you, I've stat crash. I've never heard from a rider saying, "Yep, I'm a little heavier than the other riders, and it's a disadvantage." I've never heard. I've of heard that. of it in IndyCar. I remember well, yeah. when Danica Patrick was racing in the mid 2000s in IndyCar, and yeah, drivers, some of the taller drivers, the you know, just they weigh more than her. She's what four foot nine on a good day. So no, I get yeah. that. I'm talking about on a motorcycle. Yeah, I've yeah, never heard yeah. it on a bike. Mostly like there's sections, like if there's a big jump that's really abrupt, it's just my bike isn't going to go quite as fast as quick um, to get over certain stuff like that. Whoa. Benny Bloss, this sort of sounds, just formulating this question in my head made me sound (laughs) stupid, but do they require uh, for someone your size, do they require a different bike? Like they do in a road bike? Do you have a longer this or a shorter that? No. Um, so we have like regulations and stuff, I think, on how the bikes. Um, I think maybe you can add certain stuff to them, but you can't take away. And they have to be like I race the 450 class. I have to race on a 450 that stock frame. There's just not, I don't think there's much that you can do. Hey, with you returning to Missouri, your, your home state, did a lot of people hammer you for tickets and passes for the race <laughs> in the STL? Honestly, not really. I've had a couple people reach out to me. I can imagine my mom has had a lot of people <laughs> reach out to her, but I think my parents got a suite with like 50 people and it's oh, like, dear. it was full with within like four days or something. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm going to have a lot of friends and family at this race, so it's it's cool to come back here. Um, Actually, that's where I want to go this weekend. That's the party suite, man. Party man suite. <laughs> yes. You are from Oak Grove, and you you would really be a badass if you knew what your town, according to Wiki, if you knew what your town was originally called. you have any idea? I have no idea. So it's, it hasn't always been Oak Grove? No, uh, evidently it was originally called Lick Skillet. you're originally from lick skillet jackson county missouri bitty bloss interesting (laughs) and that's real yeah according to wiki it says a a post office called oak grove has been in operation since 1840 however the town was originally called lick skillet (laughs) i can honestly say i've never heard that <laughs> they didn't teach you that in history class when you were in school. I was homeschooled, so no. <laughs> Mom! And all these years, you said you're from Oak Grove. Imagine being 12, 13 years oh old, gosh. rolling into an outdoor. I'm from Lickskillet, baby. <laughs> It'd be interesting to hear on the uh, on the intercom. That's for right. Sure. From Lickskillet, Missouri. <laughs> The things you learn in the Freak Nation, Benny. <laughs> oh, boy. No wonder the baby was crying. Right. Get dad off that interview. Right. That's greatness. Hey, man, uh, we're happy for We're happy that you're back on the bike representing the colors of Lucas Oil and Team Tatterman. Go out there and make a whole lot of noise and make people realize why the hell they missed you for the first half of the season. I will. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. You got it, buddy. Absolutely. Good, Good luck. luck. Thank you.